welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started if you haven't heard about anger it's the easiest way to make your podcast let me tell you why first of all it's free you pay no fee whatsoever it's absolutely totally free There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Okay, so in today's episode, the focus will be on the nosiness of the narcissist. Now, the questions this episode will try to answer are, what's the origin of such trait? Number one. Number two, how does the extreme curiosity of the narcissist occur? And also, what are some examples of behaviors that a nosy narcissist uh, would do? And third, how to deal with this issue? Right. So, I mean, what's the origin of this trait that a narcissistic person would have. Now, the narcissistic person becomes a narcissist not necessarily because the uh, disorder is genetically uh, transferred. In fact, it's because of the social background that a person has suffered from. Being raised in this kind of toxic, cold, unempathetic, um, you know, happy-go-lucky environment without feelings of remorse, of mercy, of, of sympathy or empathy whatsoever. Um, this person goes through a lot of the suffering that their original caretakers will do to them. And so... It's like them not knowing what to do about this or not studying this, um, not knowing the tactics that a narcissistic uh, parent or caretaker would do, um, not being objective and just observe what is going on and um, come up with a neutral conclusion. They tend to be stuck in that situation until they themselves have children or maybe even have a romantic partner or friends and they become narcissistic themselves because they don't know how to get out of it. 
they have been raised in this way and so they find love to be this way you know they find love to be cold to be toxic to be so um you know so very toxic and the narcissist being nosy is also growing up and in order for them to become this narcissistic new person is that having been raised in an environment which doesn't know any boundaries or limits or uh, respect or what even love is. You know, it sounds like hell, but it kind of is what it is. You know, with a narcissist, it's really difficult to know what's normal. And so being raised in that cold environment makes them think that that is what's normal like that is what's supposed to happen in each and every environment be it among friends among the family the workspace etc and so they become nosy themselves they want to know everything it's their it's like it's as if they have a second job where their duties are about to know what's going on each and every second. They don't mind barging in on you, for example, when you are um, in the bathroom or changing your clothes when you have narcissistic parents. Or your friends don't mind to ask about everything, but you don't know what's in their head you think that this is a normal conversation it's just an a simple exchange of information but turns out actually they they've been studying you each and every move you do you know even a romantic partner you don't know that they're a narcissist in the beginning until of course you by the time you know when when the time passes by you gradually get used to each other and that's how the mask sort of starts to fall and that's how when that's when you know the person um and their true nature you know day by day step by step and so um it's easy for the narcissist to find a way to know to know each and everything about their partner or their friend or their daughter or son you know just for their own interest they want to study the person and they want to know each and every single uh, you know like and dis- likes and dislikes preferences uh their boundaries what they say yes to and what they say no to and it's all for the goal of studying that person not really in in a mere authentic exchange of information that is neutral and not for the benefit of anyone. Um, so the origin is mainly social and it's it comes from the environment that they have been raised in ever since childhood. And I think childhood really plays an extremely important role in um, creating the person. Creating a narcissist, creating an empath, creating a psychopath, creating a borderline or a a normal person. 
It all depends. It all starts from childhood. Now, besides the fact that, of course, there are genetic characteristics that are uh, inherited genetically, but despite that, I think also, socially speaking, the environment influences the behavior as well as the personality of the child growing up. Number two, answering the second question, the way that the extreme curiosity of the narcissist occurs is, say for example, you have a narcissistic um, friend. Now, of course, friends want to share information together, and it turns out sometimes that these friends really want to know every single bit of you. And they want to know every single bit, every single information. And you find out later that they're intervening whenever it's unnecessary for them to intervene. For example, in a fight that doesn't involve them, uh, having having received, quote-unquote, enough information about you, they will try to... Um, they will try to talk about you to others because they have known extra information about you. And, you know, it, of, of course, part of their curiosity and nosiness is for them to be charming and interesting and attractive to others that they make others trust them really easily. So when they're trusted really uh, easily by others then there's no mind, you know, there's no problem with others sharing their personal information with them. So the narcissists seek to know every single detail about their friends because it's beneficial for them. It's beneficial for their reputation. It's beneficial for them to uh, be popular amongst everyone else. And so um, they could do that. You know, they don't mind coming in with each and every single bit of information about you to to gossip about you and let everyone everyone know uh what is up with you in the bad times and the good times as well as bad times they want to know each and everything about you in the bad times because you know whenever you're sad or angry or frustrated they tend to um you know expose that vulnerable side against you and they tend to use that information you gave them against you for example when you argue um their their uh their use of information that you thought was never gonna hurt you and that you thought was actually uh just for the sake of exchange of information is now being used against you and now uh you're wondering, like, what the hell's going on? Like, did I even... Do I even know this person anymore? I shared these these very personal, intimate information with them because I thought I was dealing with someone who could keep secrets or who could be, uh, you know, trustworthy enough for me to, t- to share my information with them and not having everyone else know about them. But guess what? They feed on gossip. And they're... 
mission is to be nosy and to know everything about you and to know every single bit of information about you, good or bad, so that, you know, it's their turn to spread even, they can even spread rumors about you and you don't even know. And they make themselves anonymous. And whenever you try to confront the person, it always seems like they're not even there, like it's not their problem. Somehow they disappear. And somehow what they cost what they caused is now none of their business. What some examples of behaviors a nosy narcissist would do? Another example is say your parents are narcissistic and you are an adult. So you try to figure out a way of, I don't know, being a a guy, you know, or a girl talking to your intimate friend. That is your romantic partner. And so you're trying to talk about topics and try to, you know, get into deep um, topics together and try to communicate and everything. But you don't feel comfortable because guess what? You're being listening to. You can notice, I mean, you can notice, like, one time the television is all the way up, once your phone rings and you pick up and you say hi and you start the conversation, you somehow, you may or may not, really depends on how strong your ears are, you may or may not notice that the sound of the telly is all the way down. And so you start to wonder. Or when your siblings or a friend or a guest comes in at home and you're trying to talk about a very important subject that it's kind of secretive. It doesn't involve anybody else, but it's secretive to you. And you just somehow know or you you can just, you know, you you feel that there's a presence of, of someone behind a door. Or... When you're trying to finish talking about the subject, you are suddenly barged in with this, you know, person. Be it a mother, a father, a sibling that is a narcissist, anyone. You know, they don't mind to actually get involved in things they don't, they don't have anything to do with. It's their job. You know, they want to know every single thing. And it's like, it's it's like they are invincible. You cannot do a thing about them because once you try to confront them, once you try to talk to them about this, once you, once you try to wake them up to the reality of whatever they're doing is spying on someone else's privacy and it is forbidden, actually, uh, they tend to turn it on you. They tend to make it your fault. It's now you who are wrong, you are the person who is um, being rude to them, how dare you tell them uh, not to follow them, how dare you tell them to stop uh, listening, you know, the easiest thing, or whenever you're trying to, uh, you know, something like that, you know, whenever you're trying to make a conversation private with someone, um, uh, you you just notice things becoming really weird around you, 
Um, and then it's your fault if you ever blame them for intervening. It's your fault for um, basically reacting to their uh, actions, to their behavior. And plenty more examples. I really do not remember as much. Not really remember, remember, but there are plenty more examples. Even in the workplace. Like, imagine, like, a second you're in, for example, the room where you might want to grab something from your bag and you meet your colleague and you want to talk about something really urgent. You can't... Um, you can't be comfortable enough because you know at any second you're going to be heard. Your words are going to be heard and they're going to be uh, talked about everywhere. And people are going to know one minute or two later. And so you're confronted by what you have said. And then there's no way for you to talk back because once you do, you are considered a, a rude employee. Now you're considered someone untrustworthy. Now you're considered someone not doing their job well. And all of these type of uh, types of really nonsense to make you feel guilty over, over just talking about something private. And, I mean, even another time in the workplace, the, you, you, you tend to... Uh, be asked over things that have nothing to do with you and that's for for their knowledge like when your boss asks you these questions you cannot even have an answer to and when you say i don't know or i haven't you know i haven't uh, gotten any information regard in regards to that or i don't know how to answer that question well or any type of phrase that says that you're not really certain of how uh, correct the information you're going to give them are um, you turn out to be stupid and useless and just really someone who is not nosy enough or someone who is not dependable upon and all those kind of stuff which is really unnecessary because some things are not meant to be known. There are things that are meant to be private. There, there, there are things that are uh, not supposed to be intervened with. But these people don't know any of that. It's fine for them to know everything around them, about themselves and about others, in, regardless of their privacy, regardless, regardless of their, um, you know, their personal lives. It doesn't matter. Because to them, to these narcissists, what matters is all for them. You know, the only thing that matters is their own interest and their own gain, after all. It's me, 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 me time and nobody else's. Right. So, and question number three, how to deal with this issue. Now, of course, dealing with this issue is very difficult at first because you don't really know something going on unless uh, you get them caught red-handed, something like that. Or someone tells you, someone else tells you that you have been heard or 
you know, you, you somehow get the news that uh, your privacy has been invaded. Um, I guess, in a way, how to deal with this kind of issue, like you're being uh, interfered with every single time you try to have a private time or something, it's like... It's like not, you know, it's not, it's like just not really caring what they have to know, but to seriously stop them. You know, they can, they can say, they can assume that they are unstoppable. They can think of themselves as invincible as, and we know that narcissists have, they can, they can either be paranoid or grandiose, but most of the time the narcissists are grandiose they might have a grandiosity of of uh, superiority beauty knowledge intelligence and all that they may think they are genius they may think they are uh, efficient when it comes to um, letting everyone else know of your uh, information inappropriately or they think they may assume that um, you are stupid and useless for not letting them know of any of your private information. They may assume all of that, but in the end, you are in control of what you say and what you do, and nobody else is in control of you. And this is going to be talked about in a future episode about another personal bill of rights another right among the personal bill of rights and it's not your job to allow this behavior to invade your privacy because everyone of us in this world on this planet has privacy and has a personal side of them they don't want to share with anybody else and it's not necessary that everyone has to know it's enough for you to know on you on by yourself and only you and that's more than enough actually and so a basic way of how to deal with such issue is just to physically you know go to a distant place where they'll never going to find you uh and just talk there you know just comfortably you know um or just eliminate the whole thing in the first place. Whenever you feel like this person is invading your space, they're trying to interfere. They're trying to know what's going on. Despite the fact that they have no right to, you know, saying a very firm no and and uh, insisting on it, but not in a violent, cruel way, in a very firm, assertive way, just say, no, I cannot allow this. This is not uh, a, an appropriate behavior that I accept of uh, on your behalf. I would really appreciate if you um, could go somewhere else where I can have my own private time here. Uh, and they're going to make a drama out of it, of course. I mean, they are narcissists. What do you expect? These people are going to make a whole lot of scene about it. And they're going to guilt trip you, they're going to manipulate your words, they're going to use uh, 
some of the information you gave them against you. They're going to smear campaign you. They're going to triangulate you with others. They're going to do all, t- all types of uh, bullshit stuff to get you to feel guilty over what you have said to them and to make you apologize unnecessarily. But maintain your perspective and maintain your sentence and whatever you do keep a watchful eye whatever you do be objective and whatever it is you say once you say what you have said once you announce your uh rejection of their unnecessary nosiness absolutely be quiet and just observe just watch and just watch with a silent neutral eye uh gray rock them if it's necessary don't show any kind of emotions if they try to manipulate you guilt trip you uh triangulate you with anybody else to get them to agree with them uh get some uh flying monkeys to disrupt your uh your uh privacy and to make them agree with this narcissist and to support their invasion uh just stop it just stop the whole thing and just watch with a careful neutral uh objective eye in a way that you don't get any feelings hurt any of your feelings are under your control and all of your feelings are neutral but don't use them when interacting with a narcissist when it comes to confronting them about a matter just like this one Don't use any kind of feeling whatsoever. Just keep it quiet, simple. Just watch until they get bored and leave. And if if they leave, like if they keep a small distance of you, make sure you keep a bigger dis- distance of them because once you do, you really feel a lot more comfortable to talk and to have private conversations and to do private things on your own without them having to invade your personal space so yeah that's basically it um i really appreciate you listeners from all around the world i appreciate every single one of you listening commenting sharing liking and subscribing to my podcast this was your host mara merhoman i'll see you in the next episode So, the episode has ended here, and you can guess this is my goodbye speech. (laughs) No, just kidding. I hope you found this episode insightful to some degree. You can always like, comment, favorite, share, and even subscribe to this podcast here on Anchor or any other platform like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, and others. I would also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee if you'd like. If you have any topic, suggestion, question, or some kind of feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message on the Anchor uh, webpage of the podcast. I will take care of it. To conclude, this was Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maram Berhoma, and I will see you in the next episode.